This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. In the shotgun, fakes the run, heaves it. Oh, he's taking a shot. Deep down the left side for Gallup. Oh, my gosh, Gallup caught it. Gallup caught it down at the Eagle 45. What a ridiculous throw and catch. Are you kidding 39 yards from his own 12. Brad Sham with the call. Final hour, fist pump time on a victory Monday over Filthy. Good morning, Metroplex. Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, and our Cowboys insider Bobby Belt with you. Nick Eatman back from AT&T Stadium will join us at 920. We'll cross talk with KMC at 940. The Kansas City controversy in just a few minutes, but I do have to focus for a second because we got to learn some lessons moving forward here. Very important to learn, right? Not repeat the same stuff. Definition of insanity. This referee storyline heading into this game had a lot of Cowboy fans freaking out. John Hussey, Philadelphia, has a 7-0 record and is unbeaten with Hussey refereeing. Their past two games involving him, only six penalties against Philly, opponents with 21 penalties. So the fix was in. The Dallas Cowboys were going to get screwed by the stripes last night in Arlington. It obviously did not happen. And if anything, if we're being honest, we got to be honest, I thought Philly got the short end of the calls overall throughout the evening. Oh, what a hater. Now, maybe this storyline forced John Hussey psychologically to go the other way and try to balance things out a little bit, but... I was tracking this just in case. Just in case. This is going to be a humongous topic today, and the Cowboys got screwed. I wrote down all the different calls. There were eight flags, by the way, in the first quarter. This was a beating yeah, early they, on. They got to stop. They 17 stop. total penalties. For the game, Philly got called 10 flags for 95 yards. Cowboys, seven for 60. It was a flag fest in the first quarter. The Tyler Smith hold. On the C.D. Lamb touchdown that got picked up. Yeah. Was that a hold? Did the Cowboys get away with one? We're going to referee review right here on the show. They probably got away with one on that one. Yeah, I mean, his hands were clutched inside his shoulder pads. It could have been called a hold. That, yeah. And that was on the C.D. touchdown. So they had flagged. I, I thought they had flagged Tyron for that one, not Tyler. It was Tyler. It was Tyler. It was Tyler? Yep. Okay. Because I remember Tyron is the one that looked like it was a ticky-tack and he got by. Tyler was closer, even though I thought that was on time. Tyler was closer, but I, I didn't think, like, technically, there, there's so many little technicalities about holding penalties in the league about, like, well, are you turning them, or is your hand inside here? I thought it was close enough that 
if you threw it, you probably should just commit to it at that point. But I, I don't hate that they picked it up. Well, we don't yeah, hate that. Hate. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? As a ruling, I don't yeah. hate that they say that's not a hole. It just makes it sketchier when they pick it up. Yeah, yes. I don't like that. I thought they said on the broadcast that it was within the parameters of the technicality of the rules. Well, and a lot of times that's what it is. It's somebody throws a flag, and the person who threw the flag still believes it. And somebody above them goes, that doesn't, and they have to correct them and say, nope, I'm pulling rank, that's wrong. So that benefited Dallas. The third and 17, Darius Slay on Michael Gallup, that was a horrible call. Philadelphia got screwed on Darius. Darius. <laughs> Don't count me by my first name, Mike Tirico. Little baby. And I, I've defended big play Slay against Bobby for two years, and I've turned. Because you can't, don't call me Darius. He was serious. Shut up. You've turned. I'm like Michael Gallup was able to because Darius Slay was holding him. No, there, that so. was, oh man, that was a bad call. Third and 17. That's a humongous call. Philly benefited. That you was know the, good. Yeah. No, he, I know the one you're talking about. That was, that was just, it makes it look so much worse when you slow it down. Like when they slow down and it looks like, oh, there's an aggressive ground. When you watch it in real time, he didn't, there was nothing, there was no interference there. There was not. It was a big play. Then it was a weak call on Tyler Smith. I thought the Cowboys got slightly screwed. No late hit with Jalen Hurts sliding. Marquise Bell came in and Tariko's like, ooh, I understand why Philly's a little worked up. That definitely could have been called for 15 yards. I was certain they were going to throw a flag. They didn't, and when I watched it back, like like the, watching it live, it looked bad. When I watched it back, I was like, okay, I think they, I yeah. see what they were probably seeing, but it's the first time I've ever seen them give the benefit of the doubt on that. They never do. Right. They usually give it to the offense. Which, yeah. by the way, I do want to say, I don't know if it came Cowboys across. Cowboys benefited. Yeah. I don't know if it came across this way on TV. It felt to me like the coaching point to the defense yesterday was, if he's going to make himself a runner, you make sure you hit him like a runner. Like, it looked like they were like trying to hit Hurts hard every time he he declared himself as a runner. CD this has been another point of emphasis and I hate this. I wish in I wish in football when you go out of bounds the clock stops period. I hate the forward progress versus not going forward. Mm. They CD Lamb in my opinion his forward progress was stopped. This is before the half on that drive. He went backwards and out of bounds. They gave the Cowboys the clock stoppage. Yeah, it was ever so slightly backwards. Yeah. But I thought it was backwards. It was impossible. It's an impossible angle for the referee to see because he's behind him, so it's hard to tell if he's actually coming towards you or not. But yeah, I, I thought that one uh, was 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 a benefit to the Cowboys. Benefit to the Cowboys. Then on the Gallup touchdown, they picked up another flag. Hussey picked up another flag on the Gallup touchdown. And what about the two for one face mask on that drive too? This was the turning point. This was the, uh, RJ and I agreed. This is the moment the game basically ended. Twenty four to six going into the half. You got two minutes to drive. The two for one face mask. So and there was even I'm, I, I've never heard of this. So twenty five uh, ten yards plus fifteen well, yards. It's, it's the penalty. It's the it's like right interference plus a face it's mask. It's the interference. So it's spot of the foul. But it was the. But it was for one call. It was for the face mask. Yeah. So spot of the foul. Yeah. The face mask was the pass interference too. Right. It was the same thing. Right. So you get and a I face mask. And I thought you always got to choose like the longer yardage. But I think when both are um, <laughs> not personal, when one of them is a personal foul, they both get added on to each other. So you get the spot foul. Because normally they always go two infractions on the defense. Yeah. This one declined. They take that one. So instead of 15, we got 25 yards yeah. of penalty yardage. So I guess when the personal foul is on the same play at the same guy, it's 
double. And I'm not saying the referee screwed that up. I just they, it benefited the Cowboys on something I've never heard before. Yeah, I, I mean, look, that was one where, and I was confused by it at first. I was trying to figure out, okay, is it? I, I think Chop's right. I think it's because it's a personal foul. They they can't even give an option. But it's like two basic. It's basically two penalties that you can't you can't decline. Like a, a pass interference is one that it went for the pass. That that's penalty. It's there. And then the face mask, but I've never heard of them comboing them ever. And then finally, um, this is John Hussey, Cowboy fans convinced that the fix was in Philly was going to get all the calls. The Tyler Biotish clip. Now the NBC rules official said that was a bad call against Dallas. Yeah. It should not have gone against Biotish. Um, is. And then, Cooks Bradbury in the end zone was not called. I thought Bradbury clearly made contact early with mm-hmm. Cooks. They did not call this because I think the game was out of hand. That should have gone Dallas's favor. And then the left guard offsides call on the tush push. Philly got screwed there. Now they ended up getting the first down, but I was like, I don't see anybody offsides or jumping here. They 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 enacted the Kadarius Tony penalty yeah. on the Eagles' offensive line on the tush push. I saw nothing. Only the Eagle, only the offensive line doesn't get to look at the. Uh... At the at the line judge to, to find out, yeah. I mean, look, they, they were they were there was not a uh, it was not a clean game by the officials. The referees have stunk all year, though. This is no surprise. They have been bad all year. But the narrative that Hussey uh, was going to just be all in the bag for Philadelphia turned yes. out to be false. Like that's built-in excuse making. If if something went wrong last night, if the Cowboys went wrong, yeah. then fans can go back and they can go, ah, oh, look, told you, seven and zero now, eight and zero. You think that's just a coincidence? You just you build it in and you save it. What about the crying and whining in Kansas City? Here they come again. There's a flag down at the line of scrimmage. Is the pass is to an open Travis Kelsey who flings it back over to Tony. My goodness, this is going for a touchdown. Brought back. Because Kadarius Tony, who has a reputation for not having very much upstairs, lined up off sides. And the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid are calling this an embarrassment to the National Football League. The refs are clearly a problem. And I didn't even tell you guys I sent this to Peyton. Rex Ryan had a good line this morning. And this guy right here, line the heck up. All right, and I'm sorry, he, he it <laughs> hey, should be on side. Hey, hey, guys, <laughs> the fact that Rex said it's a toe, he it's doesn't a toe I don't like. like. <laughs> okay, wait, so like what, what'd you say? I just said this is a toe I don't like. <laughs> he toes likes toes. Uh, I like, you know, I like toes. <laughs> I don't like this toe. Hey, come on, line up on freaking side for crying out loud. See, now there is no way for us to do a serious show if we're going to go there, Rex. Yes. This is not the moment for it. I, I apologize. Say, hey, all right. Kadarius Tony. If you turn Rex against feet, you a bad man. <laughs> so man. little Rex fetish in there. Yeah, when you can when you can make fun of your own kink, that's that's where it's at. So to you, this is not even a big time debate. This is justified flag on Kadarius. Man, he, was, he was off sides, man. This isn't like he was a little bit off sides. Like, you know, like that's what that was my thing with the Eagles uh on the tush push play. Like he was a little bit in the neutral zone. Like this was I mean, he was dang near in Buffalo's side of the ball. He was beyond the neutral zone. I've seen kids in like seven year seven U flag football line up this far off sides. This was bad. And you've got to look over. You've got to look over. Is it the referee's job? I mean, do they warn players, hey, you're holding here, keep an eye on that? You know, do they well, they might. They do, yes. But that was blatant. I mean, this was as blatant as it gets. I mean, he's so far off sides 
that you can like he's looking down the line and he should see Von Miller's helmet and nothing else. He can't, <laughs> he shouldn't be able to see the ball. Like when you see him looking over there, that's what's in his line of sight. I don't know how. And look, like you just mentioned there, his history is that of like he, a numbskull. He, he can be yeah. yeah, he can be kind of a dope at times, and yeah. that's exactly what he was like. I don't understand how you look at just imagine we. The narrative is completely different because I don't feel like any of us last year were like, "Why? Wh- how do you not bail out Jalen Tolbert? How do you not let him know he's standing there? Everybody's going, what the hell is Jalen Tolbert doing? Right. And I'm stunned that Kansas City, a two-time champion, a it, like the most- Tucson. Like, I'm stunned that that team is the one that goes, we're getting screwed here. H- how do you screw us like that? This is so unfair. Peyton, did you think it was fair? Fair call? Yeah, that was fair. I mean, look, if you're offside, you're offsides. I mean, it, it's a rule that like it's never consistent, you know, with it being that close. But it's like you, you got to line, you got to line up onside. Pat Mahomes was not happy during or after. Should, I mean, it's I mean, obviously tough to swallow. Um, I mean, not, not only for for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that. And who knows if we win, but as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game, and that's why last week I didn't say anything about the flag. They didn't get called on the Marquez. And so, I mean, I, it, I mean they're human, man. They make mistakes, but, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's every week we're talking about something, and all I can do is go out there and give everything I have, and I'm proud of the guys because that's what we did, and it was a great football game that ended another great football game that just ended like that. It's just tough, tough to swallow. So the great – Patrick Mahomes looking out for us, the yeah. NFL sports fan. He's like Robin Hood. Who is it? <laughs> He's just like looking out for everybody, Making man. Making sure we're not deprived nah. of greatness. What a, what, a, what, a, what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> I love him. I look, I love Patrick Mahomes. He, he's my favorite player, like, you know, like, like going right now, right? Like, like over the last, like, five years, who's, who's, a, who's a more fun guy to watch? Well, he sounds like a crybaby here. All right, stop it. Was Von Miller offsides right after? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think Von jumped and then went back like down versus across. Yeah. You know, and I've watched it like 30 times. I don't think that was a clear. Kadarius's was more clear. We're sitting sure. here having to go is, is he or was it like this or whatever? Like there's that's the discussion with Von Miller. With Kadarius Tony, it's like, well, should they have told him he was breaking right, the rules? Right. Like, he definitely was, so there's no question. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like like you're driving by a cop doing uh, 85 and a 70. Should they flash up a giant sign? You're going too fast. <laughs> yeah. Slow down. It's, yeah. The car's we, on the other end. They should have flashed me their brights. Let me we, know somebody's sitting there. We got another cop a mile down the road. <laughs> if you don't slow down before then, you're going to get a ticket. Nick Eatman, back from the Cowboys locker room. What was his headline and story of last night? Eatman from DallasCowboys.com joins us to celebrate next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Here we go. Aubrey nearing the end of the first quarter from 60 on the left hash. Long kick. Plenty of lag. What a great call by Mike McCarthy. Just as everyone said he should do. He sends in Aubrey for a 60-yard field goal, and Dallas leads 10-0. Maybe the player of the game. He freaking outscored the Eagles by himself. First kicker in history to have multiple field goals made of 59 or more in the same game. It's a Cowboys Monday 33-13 on your home of America's team. Sean, RJ, and Bobby joined now by Nick Eben, DallasCowboys.com. Brought to you by the Windstar World Casino and Resort. Proud to be the casino of the Dallas Cowboys. Please game responsibly. Nick's headline on the website. Cowboys send and receive the same message. What is that message, Nick? Well, I think the message is that, I mean, this obviously this team is for real. They can beat anybody, um, and, and they can kick everyone's ass, I mean, if they need to. So the 49ers is obviously the key. You know, that that's the game. That's the team. that they're, they're, they're not getting that message. Uh, because they they've already you know they've already they've already beaten them and, and they're not worried about them which is which is fine, but I think the Cowboys probably sent more of a message to themselves than to the rest of the league because you know you, you have to prove you can beat a team you have to prove you can beat the, the really good teams before I think you become one and and I think that that's kind of what they did I mean and more than anything I think they showed themselves that you know they they're here to play and you know it, it, this is going to be a fun month and a fun month and a half to see kind of how it plays out. Did this game remain uh, remove any remaining fear you had about Dallas going to Philadelphia if that happens in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, no fear about that. I mean, I think the Cowboys are the better team uh, right now. I mean, I, I think they're a better football team than Philly. And I think you could kind of tell by the way things have, have sort of played out this year. I mean, they're, they're very similar, really, when you think about it, other than the fact that the Cowboys kind of dominated at home and the Eagles didn't. But they both got smashed by the 49ers. They both have kind of a bad loss to a team that's not really very good, you know, on the road, that they just didn't play well. But the, other than that, you know, it's about the same. I think the Cowboys have dominated more games. I mean, that, that doesn't really matter because all you do is win the game. But I think the, the Cowboys have proven they're a better team. Did you think Stephon Gilmore still had that left? I didn't know. I really I wasn't sure about that. I mean, I know he's a good player, and veteran guys like that are crafty. But but I think that you know he's he's proven that that he he can be a really good, smart cornerback. He, he knows how to he knows angles. He knows how to make tackles. He just knows how to cover. And I mean, he was really really on his game for sure. Was this an odd game to judge the defense in? I mean, they didn't allow a ton of points, but they did let them move the ball quite a bit. Well. To me, I mean, yeah, they they let them move the ball a little bit. I mean, the Eagles are good. I mean, Eagles are they're a good team. There's no doubt about it. They're good, but you know, it seemed pretty hollow. You know, nothing could get beat past them. So I thought, you know, for the most part, 
I thought they did a really nice job of keeping things in front, not only making the tackle, but then punching the ball out. I mean, that was something we haven't really seen in a long time, and then really going after the ball and, and knocking it out. Nick Eatman, Boomer Jack's Bar and Grill Hotline here on DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. Well, they didn't have a game ball for McCarthy afterwards? I guess not. No, I guess they, they didn't do that. That's how laser-focused this team is. I didn't even think about it. Were they moving? No. What, was he moving around and just same amount of energy? Like you would never I know he had so. surgery? I mean, I saw, I saw, yeah, I saw the, the challenge. He really ran, what, 25 yards down the field through the challenge? I mean, he was he was running, you know, so – uh, to, to challenge that ball, make sure that Dottle got in for the touchdown. It was a good challenge, too. But, yeah, I mean, it was almost to the point where you kind of forgot about it. I'm not sure he didn't. But, I mean, you know, like, you're just not thinking about it. And maybe the players were sort of the same way, you know. But um, I thought, it, you know, it shows a, a, a level of toughness for him that, you know, he's just – I mean, he, that's who he is. You know, he's a tough old-school guy, Pittsburgh-type guy. and He wasn't, he wasn't going to miss this one. Nick, you know, we, we look at the Cowboys being at 10-3. and 3, You talk about you think they're better than Philly right now. And obviously there's a, a feeling, we had a caller say it earlier today, there's a feeling of like, I've seen this before. But I, I, I've right. seen them play, you know, the last couple of years at a really high level and be in a similar position. Why would this year, or to you, what do you think is the best argument for saying, yeah, but this year is different from these last couple of years? I, there's nothing. I, I have nothing for that, honestly. I mean, I'm not trying to sidestep the question. I just I have nothing for, for that, that this year is different. It feels different. It definitely feels different. Dak is playing at a higher level. The defense is really, you know, I, I think the defense is really on their game right now, very sound. They got a lot of weapons. The, the, the receivers are, you know, great. They can't, they can't miss a field goal, knock on wood, but I'm just saying, you know, nothing really matters. I mean, you're gonna—they're gonna be judged by the way that they perform in 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 January, you know, and maybe beyond if if they can get there. But um, I, I just can't sit there and say, well, this year is—it does feel different, but it doesn't mean that it will be different. So, is that is is the January is San Fran the next hurdle, or is there one in between? Is it show you can win on grass against a good team like Miami or right. Buffalo on the road? What is that next hurdle? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's. It's it's playing the level of consistency. I mean, so they've already I wouldn't say dug themselves in a hole, but they got a little bit of a ditch there that they have you know they're still trying to get out of. Um, and then that's really it's not really a ditch. It's just the fact that everybody's good. Like this whole you know the NFC. I mean, we knew this going in. The three there's only three teams in the NFC that were really good, and 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 it's still the case. I mean, I think Detroit is not. Not that great. I mean, they showed that. I mean, I think they, they can be good, but, I mean, and they can be dangerous. But I think there's three teams here. And I think that what the Cowboys have to do is they have to show a level of consistency because if you're going to make it to the Super Bowl, not that I've ever seen that, but if you're going to make it, I mean, you <laughs> obviously have to be playing your best football when it, when it matters the most. I mean, that's what it is. It's who gets hot at the right time. And they have to show that. And right now, you know, I, I think – and I'm not saying you can't lose a game, but it's almost like the playoffs are starting now just because – these are the types of games you've got to win. And, you know, yeah, you have to show you can go on the road again. I mean, they're 3-3 three and three on the road and, what, 6-0 and oh at home? No, 7-0 and oh at home. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, and it looks like they're going to have to go win on the road in, in the playoffs. It, I mean, at least at least one game on the road. Talking with Nick Eatman from DallasCowboys.com. Nick, you mentioned it right there, and Choppy was talking about this a little bit earlier today. It's completely – 
plausible that the Cowboys go 14 and three. They have one of their best seasons and then they are on the road in the wild card round against, you know, the NFC and under 500 NFC South team. Do you think a scenario like that playing out would cause Jerry to start reevaluating things or maybe have Steven like go to the competition committee and say, Hey, we got to figure out another way to do this. Cause this isn't acceptable. They have to, I mean, they have, I don't think it needs this game. I don't think the Cowboys need it. It needs to be, you know, affecting the Cowboys. I think it's something that just has to be done, especially when you go to a 17 game schedule. Wait, right, let me make sure I'm, I'm clear on your stance. You're saying change the rules to home team. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 So Basically. So the Cowboys don't have to go on the road as a team that had earned it. I mean, it's, because especially when you think about it, if you are 14 and three or whatever, you know, a really good record and you don't win your, you know, you don't win your division, that just, just goes to show the two games you had to play, how tough that is. And then go look at an Atlanta or New Orleans or somebody that's seven and 10 or eight, and nine and won their division. That just tells you how bad their division is in the six games that they got to play within the division. I mean, it's even worse than what the records would show. I just I think basketball's got it right. I mean, does anybody even know who's in divisions of basketball? No. I mean, like, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so I think it was seventeen game schedule. If you win your division, it's it to me it's like the NCAA tournament. If you if you sneak in and you get hot and win your conference tournament, cool, you're in. You're in. You knock somebody else out. But you're you're an eleven seed or a twelve seed, but I mean good luck, but but you're you definitely in. And I think that's what it should be for winning the division. You can get in, but you're going to be at the bottom, and and the, and they should just see it from the top. I really believe that it has nothing to do with what the Cowboys do because it's either going to be Dallas or Philly. Somebody's going to be the five seed, and that's ridiculous. Should all of us be barred from evaluating their kickers in training camp? Well, <laughs> if it's an Oxnard, yes. I said that. I said that to Derek Eagleton sits next to me at the games. I said no longer should we ever look at a kicker in Oxnard and say, hey he's good or he's not good or whatever. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it's a different level out there. The wind is, is, is pretty bad. And it's just, I, I don't know what it is, but you, yeah, you, if we're at Oxnard looking at kickers, I would just say, uh, remember, remember the year Aubrey wasn't really that good and he ended up making 30 straight. Yeah. And Maher, we were wrong about. We were wrong. Yeah. No, we weren't wrong about Garibay. He wasn't good out there and yeah. probably wasn't good anywhere, but um, you know, or I mean, at least not in the NFL, but, but I just think, I mean, what the, the story, I mean, it's so far past, like, Oh, what a great feel good story. USFL, you know, soccer player to hear. I mean, he's a badass. <laughs> I mean, like, I really think he's going to make a 58 yarder every time I yeah. think he's going to make it and, and he can, and, and I, you know, I don't want him to like ruin his record or anything, but I do want to see like the 68 yard field goal before the half. I mean, I think he could, I don't know about 68, but I mean, I think he could tie. Is it Tucker's got the record at 66? Yep. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I definitely think so. Nick, what, what was up? It felt like there was a second half lull. Uh, they were dinking and dunking and not running a lot of time off. And I thought they got fortunate that props to them for forcing those fumbles, but I thought they got bailed out with some of those fumbles. Did you have that same type of second half feel, or in your I mind mean, the game was already done? Well, I mean, if, if if guys are in the press box talking about you know steaks and sandwiches and ribeyes and stuff like that, <laughs> prime ribs, then I mean, of course the game you know hit a lull. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I blame those guys over there. By the way, every time 
every time I've ever gone to a nice fancy steak place, which is because someone else was paying, um, you know, it's, it, I've always found the prime rib by the steaks. So I don't know about you guys. I agree. Yeah, wait, so, so you they say are. that you would, if, if somebody said, Nick, would you like a steak and then brought that over, that would be what you were expecting? I, I'm, I'm not disputing that it's quality. It's, it's not great. expecting because prime rib is like a specialty. But why like, is it? If you get a steak, you're getting a, you're getting a filet of ribeye or a New York strip. Right. Boy, Honestly, you, you're 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 both you're both right. You really are because if you were to say, "Is the prime rib a steak?" You're thinking of going to a restaurant. You see where it is on the menu. It's in the steak section. Okay, cool. But that right there is just sliced. It's almost like what they'll turn upside down at like a Jersey Mike's or something and, yeah. and slice it for you. It's like that. So you're both right. It, I don't think that's a steak, but I do think prime rib is a steak. Okay. See, and that's my point. Yeah. That's where the conversation was in the second half. So sure, Are there any? Uh, are there any injuries? It felt like they were more banged up in this game. What, what's going on with yeah. Hankins and anything else? It did. It did. I, I tell you, Hankins walked out of the locker room pretty quickly, and uh, and and, pre- and when I say quickly, like a few minutes after the game was over, and also with a swift pace. So I wouldn't be too. Concerned. I mean, I could be wrong there, but I mean, it didn't seem like he was. It was that bad just by walking out, and he did walk back onto the field. Hankins was the one. I'm trying to think if there's some others. Um, I, yeah, I, I think this is definitely some bumps and bruises they got to take care of. And you know, looking at the weather in Buffalo, it's it's not going to be bad considering December Buffalo game. But you know, it is going to be cold. It's going to be a tough one. And you know, you stay on if you if you line up on sides. I mean, you should be able to beat them. But. <laughs> Look at you getting everything in. Okay, so you don't feel bad for the Chiefs. I honestly think the center is the one that that, that might have messed that play up. And I've heard this before, that the center moves the ball. It can move it forward. And so, you know, like the ref doesn't see that blue line. The ref just sees the ball. Right. And the ball, if you, if you look at where the blue line is and where the ball is being snapped, I think he moved it forward closer to him. Mm. And so – I think that that's sort of what what happened there. Fantastic recap. Thank you, brother. Get some sleep. Okay. See you guys. Nicky MindallasCowboys.com brought to you by the Windstar World Casino and Resorts. Is Prime Rib a steak? Do they feel bad for Kansas City and everything else to rub it in Filthy's face? A Cowboys crosstalk. What KMC is next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hurts in the gun. Snap back, looking, throws it out underneath to A.J. Brown. He fumbled the ball, and it is recovered by Dallas. That looked like a catch and a fumble, and that's what it was. Time for Crosstalk with the K and C Masterpiece. Mm. Why? Because I was actually getting excited for Mike Bassick's return to Crosstalk. He's been lighting me up all morning, but... What about? Um, McCarthy credit. Oh, yeah. Shohei contract. What a dumb deal. And he's driving to Austin instead. So I guess he's going to see the daughter. Miss you, Mike. Miss you, Mike. What's coming up? Um, At 1040, all things Shohei Otani. Mm. And we'll talk more baseball today, I bet. Maybe. And sure, and I'm sure you're talking about the Cowboys. Yeah, the, no Cowboys. <laughs> what, happened, what happened in the Cowboys game? We won! Oh, yeah. They, they got their asses kicked. Carried Mike McCarthy <laughs> to victory yesterday. I don't understand that at all. I don't understand why you're so d- dug in on this. Just give it up. I'm it, not this, dug is in time. On this is time. Don't look at me. Look at him. I'm, I'm not dug in on, I'm not. I'm looking out at 75. No. That's what I'm looking at. <laughs> this is, it's, it's time to just give him his due, man. There are things that Kellen Moore did not understand about playing the position of quarterback. Dak didn't either. And he's now growing into the position. And he's a better quarterback because of it. Look, we got he Mike would have never here. gotten Aaron Rodgers praise. We do have Mike here today. You know, Mike he wasn't quarterback. If he wasn't playing in the West Coast offense the way he should be. And that's what he's doing right now. It took him some time to learn how to play this position better. And he's doing it at the highest level. Oh, God. It's too early. I'm already having intestinal issues. I'm not digesting things very well. You're creating more stomach acid for me. That's not going to be good. That's unfortunate for you, but the facts are the Cowboys <laughs> oh are God. winning because Dak Prescott's playing better because he finally listened to his coach. Because he took back the <laughs> offense. What does yesterday's win mean to you, if anything? It means that your regular season isn't over. Like, if you would have lost yesterday, your regular season was over. You were the fifth seed. You were going on the road against the South and pretty much a repeat of last year. So, that's the biggest thing for me is your regular season continues to matter. Does it say more about Dallas? Because this is what I was trying to say in my prep email. Does this say more about where Dallas is at or more that Philadelphia is just not as good? Good or question. Both. I think it's a perfect combination both. of both. I mean, it's the perfect combination of Dallas is playing its best right now, and Philly looks. You think Philly's like Minnesota? I, like, like I think if San Francisco plays that team that Dallas put on the like, I think if Dallas puts that performance on the field yesterday, which was fine, they were okay. I think if they put that on the field against San Francisco, they lose by seventeen. Yeah, I mean, I, I think both teams are clearly. Like San Fran's on tier one, and, and the Cowboys and the Eagles are on their own. So, I, well, so Bobby's basically, to, I don't think they're any closer to San Francisco right. necessarily than I did in week five. And what he's trying to get to, which I disagree with, he's trying to lead a, a cult to agree and say that Philadelphia is getting exposed. I don't they believe are. I, To me, they are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, they, no, no. They, they exposed have, as what? They have, just they, against him. Jalen Hurts is having <laughs> trouble playing, passing downfield, and playing against shell coverage. And that's forcing them to do things underneath mm-hmm. that, as you saw yesterday, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith couldn't find any space to turn up field and go. And that's become a problem for them because they got so used to beating people over the top 
Now they're as Broadus has said this a couple times too. They're forcing Jalen Hurts to play backwards, and so instead of doing like having these big explosive runs where they would pick up those short yardages, they're having to go to their short passing game, and it's not working. They don't have the deep downfield threat. He's a good teams deep, like he's a good deep ball but, thrower. But teams right? are saying you can't. We're not going to let you do that. Yeah, when it's one on one, and AJ Brown can run past people, he's a great deep ball thrower. I mean, as look, soon as they drop seven and go beat us, then Jalen Hurts turns into the running back he is. He put he only put most the ball. running backs go forward, not AJ, backwards. If, if Dak made. That A.J. Brown throw, he'd be in here wanting to cut A.J. Brown if Dak Prescott was the one who made that what throw. Happened, it did happen with C.D. Lamb, right, yeah. last night? C.D. Lamb dropped a touchdown pass. Yes. And then we had mm-hmm. to pretend like it was the defense. That, that was a weird situation. Look, Dak, was, Dak was not sharp yesterday. Pre- Again, that that, like, like I said, if Dak, if Dak and the entire and team knows. plays like that, even at AT&T yeah. Stadium, they and lose handily to San Francisco. See, and, but that's, that's the thing is I think you're interesting because R.J. said Tier 2 is the Cowboys – and the Eagles, I, I guess I don't view it that way either. I know this is not usually the way tiers work, but I would have San Francisco on tier one, Dallas on tier two by itself, and then we can figure out. Well, that's out fine. The rest. I mean, like, yeah. I, I think Philadelphia is like, I, I wouldn't, nobody would here would be stunned if they went on another. Like, they could, I think the Cowboys really need home field to go through. I don't see them winning multiple road playoff games. They don't play well on grass. I think True. Philly, I think Philly could win road playoff games easier i think their style of play is easier for that especially in bad would you would you feel any different about it like let's say both teams went out philly and the cowboys and they end up being the cowboys end up being the number five seed would you feel any different about their ability to win on the road in that instance then because you would have gone to buffalo you would have gone to miami like would that change your mindset at all because i totally get if they win the road game yeah yeah it's not going to change my mind about whether or not they can go to San Francisco and win. Fair enough. And that's and, they, they and that, bad on grass. that being said, I know what San Francisco is. I know what the Cowboys are, and I can't act like San Francisco is any better or the Cowboys are any better than San Francisco at this point. They I can't. I can't say that and be like, man, I really believe it. So that's not what I'm looking at. But I am looking at a team that was kind of hovering in the four, three, five range. And now they're very, very easily supplanted as two because I don't think Philly is two. And that's another reason I thought this win was so big because what do you have to do? You have to make the longest path to get back to San Francisco. And the longest path to get back to San Francisco is y'all being the one and two seed. And they kept that dream alive because then if you do play San Francisco, it would only be in the NFC championship game. And so I'm not here to argue that they're better than the 49ers, but you have to create the longest possible path to get to them. If you beat Buffalo in December on the road and then you beat Miami on the road on grass the way that team plays in Miami, that says something that then I'm like, okay, now we can talk about this might be a team that's Mm -hmm. different enough that can compete with San Francisco. I just don't think yesterday's that. Does anybody here feel sorry for the Chiefs with what happened to them yesterday? Hell no! Why? Because their wide receiver was half a yard offsides, and they yeah. decided to bitch about it. Rules it is rules, yard. Patrick Mahomes. Play by the rules, and that's what it is, dude. Like I get that's what he's saying nice. about people aren't there to see the officials, but I'm like, dude, come on, this is not the hill. You, you might as well line up in the end zone if that's the case. If that's what you want. Do you think Von Miller was offsides? Probably. I got to go back and see the picture. Because I was looking at the one without the blue line uh, and with, where the football was, and I was like, the football's actually probably half a yard out. He's still off sides there, but I didn't, I didn't, I can't quite line up Von Miller. The Shohei deal you're going to make fun of? You're glad the Rangers did not pay that? Or well, they weren't given the opportunity? Sure. I, think, I mean, but. I agree with that. I, I, I still keep looking for more 
in-depth information about all the deferred yeah. money because that's the thing is like on its face i think that's a preposterous deal that they will very much regret but i want to see the deferred money because that's one of the things is if it does give you enough leeway to avoid certain penalties for major league baseball and you just pay it off later well, i'm sure the owners don't care they're like don't worry we got plenty of money yeah i I know I heard y'all this morning kind of mention that Mike was saying 45, but towards late, late gear, he was saying 60. By the way, I, yeah, I think Mike, he's wrong about that, too. Bassick texted and said, I thought 12 for 600 would be the max. Okay. Oh, okay. okay so gotcha. 50 per. All right. Gotcha. I, he I, got for, 70 per. Yeah. 70. It's pretty impressive. I mean, it's awesome and if what you, do you can mean, do it. The, the, the Rangers took themselves out of that instantly. Because the because as y'all were discussing, there's no there's no TV money for them right now. They don't know where that is. So yeah. now what's happening? Not only is Bally screwed over all the people that tried to watch games, but now they're screwing them over by not paying their damn bills so that we can go get the best player in baseball to play alongside the next best ba- player in baseball. Thanks, Mike. Seager. We gonna give uh, we gonna give the owner a pass for that. The Rangers owner? Yeah, yeah, no. for sure. Okay, no. huh? Oh, because they're going to use it as an excuse instead of finding other ways to go find uh, revenue and and money to go make this make this kind of stuff. I happen. mean, it's not like it's six hundred thousand dollars. It's, it's a hundred million bucks a year. Like that's a lot of money to lose. They basically had like half their payroll paid before they sold a ticket, and now like that's that's a lot. That, that's a big number. But do you remember? And I the, get what you're saying. Like you it's not the my time problem. When they were like, "Look, we're going to put a crappy fe- team out there on the field, and if y'all show up, then we'll finally start to right. do stuff." But we're going to give y'all a crappy field to cheer for. And then they saw what happens when you give this team, a, uh, this fa- this group, uh, the this fan base, a good team to cheer for. They show up. All right, perfect question for the show uh, that has debated whether a hot dog is a sandwich. Hmm. This broke out yesterday in the uh, Cowboy Press box. Oh. Is prime rib a steak? Like if you got sliced prime rib in the AT&T Stadium press box at the carving station. Yeah. Would you I, don't, cons- I don't think I don't think so. I don't consider it steak. You don't. No. But I also don't think a hot dog is a sandwich. I understand all the rules behind it, but I'm like a hot dog is a hot dog, and I know that drives some people insane. Well, well, there's two ways of, to view it, right? You gotta, you gotta answer it technically, and then there's the way you've just always thought about it. So you're not gonna accept it. Is the technical answer for hot dog a sandwich? Is that it is a sandwich? I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) See, you're not allowing. You're you're not. You're not allowing the technical aspect to to weigh in. And see, and I guess I think of prime rib as like super fancy roast beef. Yeah, see, okay. th- and that's the thing. If you if you operative word beef, but if you go to a carving station, like I don't think yeah, it's being served I agree. up steak at a carving station. If it's at a carving station, I don't think it's I don't think that's a steak because it's right. like very very thin. Yeah, but if you go to like if you go to a steakhouse and order a prime rib, a prime rib, it's not my. Did you order a steak? No, did you, you didn't? S- it's not my fault that they have their definitions wrong. Like when Nick says it's grouped this way, it's not my fault that you know. We've started messing up several definitions I, in this day and age. I do feel like but, when I'm making a steak, I'm trying to get oh that crust God, on either side. It. And if I'm getting that from a prime rib, I'm just getting like this ring on the outside. It's not really the same thing to me. So I'm well, trying cooked, to yeah, I'm trying to get those fl- that flavor palette and that it's crunch. Brisket. Yeah. It's cooked totally different. Just but a little bit different. Once it's cut into a steak form. That's a steak. It's very that's a very Any fine. Food? Did you did you make turkey steak this weekend? No. 
No. Although I think they have turkey steaks. Yeah, that's not a real thing. I mean, I think the steak might come down to if it's cut thick enough. Shark. Did you just find, did you just shark find steak. the shark breast, steak. like a turkey breast? Did you? Is that butchers? You have to go. Did you get that target? <laughs> Kill yeah, the turkey. Yeah, they. they I but there was land in son of it. I just I've bought like tur- a five pound turkey breast. I've never <laughs> been able to find that, so yeah. I gotta, I gotta start asking for that now. Yeah, it was, uh, it was magnificent. I gotta give credit to Pittman. Yeah, Meat Church recipe and brought us. You need to ask him. If, I used if to get these. I used to get these phone calls after the show about football and everything, and brought us is like. Man, I'm watching this. Uh, I'm watching this. You, you really got to take the skin off the turkey. Uh, he's like, mayo binder. I'm just telling you. It's the first thing. Because you know with Brian, Brian, it's never a hello, how you doing? It's, right. He it's cuts like, to the chase. Cuts to the chase. It's like a program director's dream of starting a segment. Like, man, Cowboys are this and that. And, that. and that's how it brought his phone call is. And now it's all about food. No football. He's like, hey, I was reviewing the tape of your uh, your turkey yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Would you all, would you, you know, I would go with this or that. All right, we're back tomorrow with Jerry Jones, another Green Day ticket giveaway, and I think the return of Mike Bassick. It is yes. the K and C Masterpiece on a Cowboys Monday. Enjoy, y'all, next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.